This is Green Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh, now part of the Digitant family of podcasts. Hope you guys are doing well. We have a bean in the background singing if you hear her little voice. And I uh, hope your December is going well. We are so excited to bring Josh Pennington back to the pod. He is a pastor in uh, our hometown. And uh, he's just, he's amazing. He's amazing. And he's going to give us a Christmas blessing. Hey, Bean, can you, can you stop singing for a sec? <laughs> Thank you, Bean. And he has just written and published a book called When Heaven Seems Closed. Uh, so excited to have him on. Um, definitely go to the show notes, check out the book, go buy it, putting it, put it in a stocking for somebody, somebody that you love. All right, guys, let's get started. Okay, I am so excited. And I want to tell you that I always say I'm so excited. And then I always say that I'm so excited because I am always so excited. But we have a returning guest and we've only done this, I think, one other time. And I have to tell you, Josh Pennington, that I got so much um, feedback from the episode that you were on more than I ever had. And even a couple of people reached out to me and sent me a couple of gifts and said that they passed forward that pod to multiple people. Um, and I think you spoke to people in multiple ways because um, obviously your faith is strong, but you shared a lot of your back history and your story. You also shared the death of your mother, which I feel like people related to and how you came to the other side of all of that. And it was just a podcast that I had people that I never knew even listened to us um, jump in and listened. And then they were telling me all the people that they shared it with. So I love that that came to be from that podcast. And it it's timely because you kind of rounded out our um, 2021 season. And just it so happens that the way our timing worked with your schedule and the schedule of the book, which we're going to talk about today, timing aligned for you to kind of end out our 2022 season here on Greener Grass. So I'm so delighted to welcome Josh Pennington to our podcast today. Yay, thank you for having me. That is so overwhelming. I'm always amazed that anyone is interested in anything that I have to say or what my thoughts are. It's just it's just very humbling and overwhelming. So that that feedback is awesome. It's a great it's a great start for me today. Well, good. I love that. And I have to say that I follow you on social. So if you don't follow Josh Pennington on social, you should because he always has amazing posts. And I love that your posts are always kind of like they make you think. Sometimes it's a quote about life. I think I've even reposted a couple in my social. But if you don't follow Josh, make sure to to follow um, follow him because he does always have amazing things. How could you possibly not think people want to hear what you have to say? I, I don't I, I deal with I deal with so many insecurities. I deal with imposter syndrome and I deal with all this stuff in my head. I I just I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a don't mess at times. All, don't you think we're all kind yeah. of messes though? I don't know. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say I I think that's maybe what people identify with. The cookie cutter, squeaky clean. I think we know at its core is not sustainable and we go through messy stuff and that's the stuff i talk about because it's 
it's the most real for me. You know what I think is interesting, even you saying this, but I think with success comes all of this mess that people don't real the, the imposter syndrome, the voice in our head that says like, don't do that. Don't post that. Don't share that. This is a waste of your time. What will people think if you share that or you write a book or you have a podcast? There's all these things when you open your life up and you're vulnerable and you start sharing things that you are passionate about or feel that that your little voice, the voice in your head is like, oh my gosh, what, who do you think you are? And I feel like exactly. that comes with success because I do feel like you have had your path has led you to where you belong or that's wow. how I feel looking from the outside. Yeah. Well, you, well, that's very kind. And you were gracious to talk about my social. I'm most active on the platform, Instagram, um, currently. And, um, the, 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 the account really took off when I just started posting and pressing post yeah. the stuff yeah. that scared the hell out of me to say out loud. Yes. And like people just started identifying with it. And so I was like, well, let's just keep saying the stuff that's scary to me. And yeah. maybe people will appreciate that. And, and they seem to, uh, you have, um, and it's been liberating for me. It's just, if it, I think if it scares you, it's often worth leaning into and going for. I also have to say in the last year, and then we're going to dive into your book because I'm so excited okay. to you know. I'm so excited to learn more about your book and I know our listeners will as well. Um, so that's exciting for them to share because not only did they tap into the pod you were on, I'm sure that they're going to want to get this in their hands because they um, connected with you in such a special way. But I actually, unfortunately, got to see you um, do what you love and do best because my uncle passed away in the last year and you actually did um, did everything. And I, I just... I want to say thank you for that because the way you led that ceremony and kind of brought his life to life for all of the people that could come um, and pay their respects. It, it was, I was so happy that it was you um, and even happier when I left that it was you. So thank you for that. Wow, I, you're, you and your family mean the world to me, and I was honored to be asked. And honoring and putting thoughts to a person's life like your uncle Mike um, really isn't that difficult when you slow down and pay attention because he lived such such a such a legacy life and. And it's it's easy to see that in people. And um, I, I think those moments are always good reminders for us that right now we're determining what people will say about us when we die. Yeah. And so let's live it that way now, because and here's the truth. Um, after we die and people say some nice things about us, um, the vast majority of people are going to go and eat potato salad and a ham sandwich and go home and never think about us again if we don't live life intentionally. And yes. that's why people like your Uncle Mike stay with us because they were so intentional. Okay. I love you. Listen, this is why I love having you on. This is why our listeners love having you on too. But one, living your life intentionally and thinking like even from day to day, like 
is this important? Is this not important? How is this affecting the legacy, the conversation later? You know, some of those things that we get so worked up about or so stressed out about or dive money into or push and does it really actually even matter in the whole scheme of things, I think it's so important. But also slowing down and being present and you seeing him for who he really was. And my guess is that you are like that with a lot of your parishioners, a lot of the people that come into your life, you take that minute to slow down and see them for who they are and what they bring even every Sunday. I really try um, the gift of presence, being present. Uh, I, I don't want to do the cheesy, you know, play on the word, but especially at this season, being reminded of being present is a massive gift, like being fully there. Um, you and I both have um, children, and when my kids were younger, there are there's so much of my life when they were growing up, it's a blur. I wasn't yeah. present. Same. I was there, but I wasn't present. Right. And I had to look at being fully there as a value and a skill to be developed over time. And I just had to put it up high in the, in the category of you need to be present, Josh, and cultivate that and do better one day at a time. No listener is gonna be fully present by New Year's or Christmas day or two days after they listen to this podcast. It's just like making small incremental steps that I think is important, just like you develop a skill, you know, um, just get better a little at a time. Okay, so I think this is gonna be my 2023 um, goal because I'm always doing 10 things at one time. I, I feel yeah. like it's to, um, to get through the day, but do you think that it's more just like going into a situation and saying like being intentional again and saying like, okay, I'm watching a movie with the kids and I'm watching the movie with the kids. Like my phone is not coming into this room. Like it is that what you're saying, like it doesn't happen in a day, but it's making small shifts constantly that you're like intentional, like, and you think about it before you do, or you're present at the table or all of the things. Yeah. I think that I, as much as I hate to bring up COVID, I have to, I've been in denial on trying to not say it, but you're forced to say it. It yeah. changed everything, whether right. you like it or not. And world worlds collided at COVID specifically on this idea of presence, home and work collided. So you're trying to have a meal if you are with your family at the same table where your laptop is, yes. where you're on chat and on email and on Teams and on Zoom. And it's yes. like worlds collide. And so it, it, it doesn't foster presence. And so you have to like intentionally say, okay, do certain things to get, first give language to it, say, I want to be present. And then yeah. start sm slightly small, incrementally moving those distractions. You know, um, no one's going to say, no one should say, I'm never getting on TikTok again. I'm never getting on Instagram again. That's yeah. crazy, right? But right. at least say, okay, for 30 minutes, I'm giving this person my complete devotion and gift of being here with them physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in whatever way they're they're requiring and um 
it just it it just is a, a skill that you build on uh, for me, uh, and that's liberating to know that I don't have to have it all done tomorrow. Yeah, it's awareness too, because in my mind. I'm like, well, you know what? Because I work from home, I get to pick the kids up from school. I can make dinner while I'm on a conference call. Like there's all these beneficial pieces that I'm like, well, I wouldn't have gotten to pick them up from school every single day. But what's the benefit of picking them up from school every day? If I'm on a call when they get in the car, if I'm driving and sending 10 men, you know what I mean? So I think it's awareness and intention. It's important. I need to work this, Josh. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to jump into this, but let, you know. maybe let's let's tie a bow around it um, if we yeah. can, or, or elaborate on it. Um, I, I think the Western world, if a person is listening in, a, in the Western world, which probably they are, we are so obsessed with time and not wasting it that we have elevated busyness above stillness. Yes. And that is robbing us of being present. Um, I haven't always had language for this, but this, this became a reality because when you mentioned being on the phone, yeah. my, my youngest daughter, one day she was in high school, she had a meltdown on me and rightly so I, 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 I deserved it. Um, she said, you are always on your phone. When you walk in the door, you are, you are always talking to someone else when you come home. Why do you have to do that? Like she was really upset. And yeah. I got mad. Like, this is my freaking house. I pay the freaking phone bill. Like, I got real defensive, right? Defensive Josh is not pleasant. I know that I have that much self-awareness, but I had a chance to think about it. And I realized that busyness was robbing me of presence and stillness. And so I made some, adra- I made some drastic changes. And um, I made some hires. I made some life adjustments. That same daughter graduated from high school. And she gave me a beautiful gift and it was the gift in the form of a letter to the person I hired. And this is what she wrote to him. She said, thank you for giving my dad back to me. It was beautiful, heartbreaking, emotional, but I was like, whoa, I was, I was absent. Right. We were in a nuclear family, a traditional family. Yeah. But I was in a form of an absentee father and I was able with her help and some awareness to redeem that and to make an adjustment and to make a change. It cost us money. It cost yeah. resources. It cost pain. But what is the value of presence? Well, we each determined that to me, it was worth a lot. It right. was worth a lot. It was a value that I was committed to. So I hope a listener maybe hears that and says, you know what? Busyness is overrated. Stillness is underrated. I'm going to make a small step. Okay. I like this concept of stillness in 2023, but you know what? Stillness right what? now, because I'm getting ready to approach the holiday seasons. Oh gosh. Where I'm yeah. with family. Uh, the yep. kids are home for a Christmas break. Yeah. And yep. um, so why wait? Why wait? Start well, it's a terrible it. time in some ways to bring it up, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but maybe, but maybe this will help. One of the things that I find that helps me arrive at presence through stillness, being fully there, is ritual. And yeah. a holiday is filled with ritual. Now, you have to distinguish between ritual and routine. Ritual is sacred. Routine is autopilot. Right. 
So for me, a ritual at holiday time is wrapping gifts. I'm the gift wrapper. Okay. It's a ritual. And, yes. and, and it can be small things like this. I'm fully present. Like I'm present with the gifts. Like I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm color coordinating the wrapping. I'm, I, it's got to be gritted paper. It's, listen, it's got to be gritted paper on the back. It's yes. got to be straight lines. It's got to be right. Every year has a different theme. Each individual has their own wrapping and they have to color coordinate. Like it's finding the things that people make fun of you about. Yeah. And embrace them because I think those things for me are the things when I'm fully present. Like I remember each year wrapping gifts and what the color of the paper was. Why? Because I was there. I, I was love there. that about you. I love that. That's such a special yeah. holiday thing too, that like that's, yeah. that's your thing. And again, it might not be yours, but I'm sure everyone, for someone it might be, you know, a, a certain shopping day or making jam or making hot chocolate or a certain, we have a certain chocolate shop and if they were to sponsor us, we'd give them a shout out. But since they haven't, I don't think we'll keep them anonymous. Um, like a certain chocolate shop where you go and you stand in the line and you, you're just present. Yes. Uh, so ritual, are getting this ritual over routine. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? People are getting that chocolate from me this holiday season. Yeah. yeah see, it's great. Everyone Ritual. Knows. It's a ritual. It is. So anyway, um, yeah, that, that, I, I think that that... Um, I think another thing that helps us with being present is, and it might be, this might be a good segue. I know this was planned. I didn't know this I know, was going to go. Plan. I like that this is off the cuff. Um, I, I think that one of the things that helps us in our ability to be fully there is dealing with our past traumas. Yes. Because I think they keep you hung up. They kept me hung up. And right. that's really, that's, you know, you asked me to talk about the book and, and that's really what the book is about for me. It's about dealing with the loss of my mom. So do you feel like, and tell me, okay, let's start off by telling the listener, what's the book called? It's called When the Heavens Seem Closed. Um, it's available on Amazon. You can go to my Instagram. There's a link there as well. Um, and it came from a passage of, of scripture in the Old Testament that when my mom died, um, this passage just really spoke to me. And it is the it chronicles the story of a man who is navigating in a world that's experiencing famine and drought. And that's where the idea of the heavens seeming closed. Er, Everything he's attempting to do seems to be come back, seems to be coming back stamped no from heaven. Nothing's working. And I, I so identified with that character. Um, I identified with that story. I, I pushed every button. I prayed every prayer. I pulled every lever. I did every good deed. I did all the things that you're supposed to do, but life just, just wasn't playing along. Right. And to me, it was, what do you do when the heavens seem closed? What do you do when nothing's going right? Um, 
and it isn't, oh, I process the, the, these thoughts through the loss of my mom, but I really, I really want the book to be um, a way that people process any kind of loss, whether it's a, a loved one, a job, um, their health, um, the loss of confidence, uh, the loss of direction, the loss of dream, purpose, passion. There's all forms of loss that everyone deals with. And I, I really just wanted that to be my contribution to the world around me uh, about how I navigated that very deep pain. I think it's such a huge subject in the sense of people that have strong faith and and do all the things you're saying, you know, show up on Sunday, are present when they're there, say the prayers, do all the things. When they do have a huge loss, it does tie right back to the big man that's like, what am I doing? Like, why? Why are why me? Why are you doing this? And there is that sense of like, they lose faith, they lose the belief, they lose the path. And so I think, I mean, I'm just thinking of someone's post that I just saw this weekend, who is that person who is such a good, strong hearted, strong, strong faith and just had a miscarriage and it's Mm. multiple, it's multiple miscarriages, right? And so- in the space of, you know, like, why, why me? Like, why doesn't he think, I think in her post, she even said, um, why doesn't God think I will be a good mother? Mm. Gosh. Yes. And, and so it's, and that's when the heavens feel closed, right? Like those loss, those moments of loss, those moments of pain, those moments of uncertainty, it's when the heavens feel closed. That yeah, and it was the best language that I could give to what was going on within me, and um, yeah, I write this from a, a from a faith perspective, but I'm very aware that um, not all listeners would have the same faith background. They may not have, um, they may not have you know necessarily a background of faith at all, which is which is totally fine. We talked about that a little bit last time. Um, you know, I speak from the perspective of God. Uh, you might refer to them as the creator or the universe or science or whatever. Right. I think it's it's it isn't unique to people of faith. I think it's I think it is common amongst all humanity that we run up against things that we're just like, what the heck is going on? This right. isn't the way it's supposed to go, and it causes it causes you know. It causes pain. It causes hurt. It causes it causes us to think. And I just really leaned into like the thinking part of who I am um, after my mom died. It took me. I'm kind of embarrassed to say this. It took me ten years to release this project. Yeah. Um, first, because it brought. I was unaware of this. I had no idea this was going to happen it brought back the pain. It was like, I was reliving it all over again as I was writing and thinking. Right. Like the loss of her came flooding back again because right. I felt like uh, to the beginning of the conversation, in order to be authentic, I need to be fully present. 
And I, I hope that that emotion translates in the writing, um, but it brought back pain. That was a barrier for me. Um, the second barrier was I'm not, I'm not professionally trained as a writer. I'm not a writer. I'm not really professionally trained as anything to be, to oh, be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Seriously. Um, the other thing was I had written so many things down over the period of a decade that some of the things I had written, I was no longer that version of me when I wrote it. Right. So I wanted to like go back and change it. And so I like obsessed and was overthinking and realized, you know what? It's fine who I, who the version of me then. And this doesn't have to be everything that I ever say about it. And I only mention those three things because I think they're common to the listener. I think pain is a barrier. Um, not being qualified is a barrier and evolving into a new version of ourself and having like secondhand embarrassment. If you yeah. don't have secondhand embarrassment over old texts or old social media posts, you are not a growing person. You have just stayed <laughs> right. stuck in 1984. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I, so I just wanted to say that because I think that liberates people to just like lean into the pain, lean into the, the unqualified nature, lean into the old versions and it'll be fine. So tell the book, and I, I promise yeah. you, I it, it's, on, it's on Amazon now. This is going to be a purchase that I make today. I don't know if you'll you see it. Right it. I'm going to do it as soon as this is over, I promise. I'm going to send you the Thanks. screenshot so you see it. Is the book, okay. so we talked about on the last time that you were on, the, the grief and the pain that you went through when you lost your mom. Is the book yep. taking us through that with some information on how you got back to the heavens being opened or did yes. it give you, it takes you through, but you also have an understanding that the heavens were never closed, but that you felt that. Tell me a little bit yeah. more about the, about okay. the, about the book. Yeah. So, um, without giving us I the book you... away because we want, everyone's going yeah. to purchase the book. <laughs> um, the, the idea behind the book was um, restoring hope for us and that our perceptions, as has been said many times, our perceptions are our reality. And the heavens only seemed closed. They weren't. It was just the lens I was looking through. And so I okay. use two main things. I use, I use a metaphor that I got from scripture of a dry brook, dry seasons, how to navigate the dryness of life, paralleled with some very intimate things, encounters with my mom as she was passing, and some very deep conversations that only her being in her final days, I didn't know then, but I know now, were conversations that we were only having because we were facing cancer and my mom passed right. away of melanoma she fought like 44 months um and we had some deep conversations and so i reflect back on those conversations um and share some things that really i'd only i'd only ever shared publicly through the writing i'd never said them anywhere else right. i didn't know that i could right um 
But but that's what it is. It's like a ping pong back and forth between here's what I'm walking through, here's what I feel, but here it here is the hope that I'm finding. Here is here yeah. is the 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 hope that's being restored in the midst of the pain. Right. And that that finding hope. So you asked, you know, earlier about like people asking the why question. Yeah. And I talk about questions that we ask of ourselves, that we ask of God, that we ask of the universe, that we ask of whatever. And in my belief system, one of the things that I think is important is God is not afraid of our questions. He isn't fragile enough and human to be offended by a wrong question. Right. And so I, in the book, I talk about all these questions that I was bombarding God with. Why this? Why that? So on and so forth. And that was a part of my process. Like, why, why hold back the questions? Say okay. everything you mean. So if you ask all the questions yeah, and you aren't finding the answer, because when the heavens were closed, you weren't getting answers. Are the answers here? And so God's like, bring all the questions because you have the, the answers are, you're going to come upon the answer. If you keep yes. asking the questions, is that? I, that's where I am. That's what, you know, um, that without saying too much and going too deep. Yes. You get the right answers when you ask questions. And um, I stopped asking as an example. I stopped asking the why question. Why my mom? She was a good person. She didn't deserve this. As if there is someone out there who does deserve cancer. Right. You know, we have these beliefs. And I kept asking why, 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 why? And one day I realized, even if I knew the answer to that question, even if I knew why, I still had existing circumstances here and now that had to be dealt with and that I obsessed over the why question that really wasn't going to move me very far in my journey. Because once I got the why answered, I still had to deal with a bigger question, which is what now? Right. And, and when, the heavens, when the heavens seemed closed to me, I shifted and saying, okay, God, that happened. What now? What's my move? Because whatever I do next is the big thing for me. Right. And, and, and so, so I, you know, I, I sort through that. Like, what do you do? So, so in, the, in the passage, something very interesting happens. And I answer this question, uh, my own answer in the, in the book. So the character, his name is Elijah. And there's a famine and there's a drought. And God tells Elijah, go to this river, go to this brook. And so Elijah goes there. But something interesting happens. The brook dries up. The brook run, runs out. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. God, why send someone somewhere that you know is going to dry up. Why not send him someplace that's always going to have provision? 
that's always going to meet his needs. That's always going to be, you know, life-giving. And I give an answer to that question in the book because I think it's important. Um, why does that happen? And I think I have a pretty good, an- I think I have a pretty good answer. Don't um, tell us. I want to go, I want to find out what it is. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's like, that's one of the questions I explore in one of the parts. I need to say this too. Um, the book was intentionally designed to be easily read um, on a plane ride at the beach while you're waiting in the airport or while you're, you can, you can easily read this in one or two settings because I did this research and had my own life experience of it's a, just a crazy number of books that are started but never finished. And that was my nightmare. Like, so the goal is you can finish it. And, and short too, because it isn't going to be the last thing I ever say about the subject or anything else probably for, for that matter, unless, unless just the market says, we're not interested in your thoughts. Don't do this ever again. <laughs> So this, so you're giving us a preview that this could be book one of another book. I I have uh I have outlined at least three others to follow. One is actually in in the hopper right now and um about to go through an edit stage. I'm so impressed with you. Like that's amazing. Uh, okay, so I'm super intrigued by okay. this and I'm definitely going to get it. And I do think regardless of faith, religion, that there are no. always times in life that the, the brook feels dry. Yes. And it is that concept of getting to the brook and saying what next. And this kind of, I don't know what your answer is, but it kind of talks about, you know, even with my business, what I do every day, I just recently said to someone, if you could sign up for this business and get to the very top the next day, there would be no journey, no story, no, no fight for it, no success. Like who wants to do that? Who wants to just sign up and everyone's at the top the next day? Like the, the journey is the dry brook, the harsh part, the pain, the sorrow, the uncertainty that pushes us into growth and becoming who you and I are today and who all our listeners are. And even though we wish there weren't pain and uncertainty and all those things that challenge us to become the people that we are, they do force us through trials and tribulations that make us and create and grow us to be the people we become. Yeah. The, 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 the reason I think I was so fascinated by this character's journey was because he goes from dry brook to dry brook, not literally, but that was just the language. The first one is actually literal, but then he goes from moment to moment. And then the story culminates with um, the drought does end in the story, but it's a dramatic ending and it isn't obvious. And it isn't, um, it isn't probably the way we've scripted it. Um, and I mean, when you talked about the business, think about it. We, 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 we romanticize things in our head that if they played out that way, we actually really wouldn't enjoy. Like, for example, you know, um, favorite story maybe or movie um, 
you know, I'm captivated by the Hunger Games series. Well, I mean, if Katniss gets selected in the first five minutes and wins in the next 10 and everything in between is cut out, who cares? No no one loves Katniss for that. You know what I mean? Like, we don't adore characters for get rich quick, get their fast stories. What I think we appreciate about life is how many twists and turns, how many dry brooks, how many tough seasons, people's ability to endure. Like, that's what makes life life. We'll watch it on the screen, but we really want to fast forward in real life. And it seems to be kind of a paradox, you know, it seems to be like a conflict. I think, you know, I once heard like the five most important people in your life, the five most important places, the five most important moments. And Hmm. those help shape you. And sometimes those people or moments aren't, weren't good, weren't, weren't good people or good situations or good. They, it might be the toughest moment that shaped who you are. So those five people or five places or five experiences aren't, aren't always the glorious moments in life. Okay. So I'm so excited. So tell us one more time. And so now I know, I mean, Book number two is in the hopper. This means you're going yeah. to, be, you're, you'll perhaps, if you do, you'll be on again for us because every time I have a conversation with you, there are amazing things that I take from it. And yours is definitely one that I re-listen to. Every once in a while, I tell people that I, when I'm having a moment and I need, I need a recheck with myself. Um, I like to go back and listen to certain podcasts of of our, of our of Carrie and I's on greener grass and yours yours is definitely one and this will be another one too because I think there are the questioning in life the more questions the better I like that the concept of you know the more questions you ask God the more you're going to find to be true and find the answers um, awareness presence we talked about so many good good things today. Um, so I, I always love having you on. So Amazon and, and Josh, just so you know, and listeners, we'll put a link directly, um, in the information for the podcast. We'll put a link for them to order the book if they so choose. Um, and then when we do our social, we'll put a link to order the book also, just because I know so many listeners just have loved being inspired and led by you in a lot of ways. So I thank you so much for talking about the book. Of course. Thank you for thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me. And um, if someone does get the book and they if it's not too much to ask, um, if they tag me when they post it on Instagram, I can reshare it to my story to help them as well. And like, I just believe in that mutual help well, from each right. other and and knowing and knowing what maybe added value to them through a review or something of that nature, if it did add value, um, that would be. If that's not too much to ask, I told you earlier. Oh, I hate talking about my stuff. I know. You know what? I, I'm, I I'm, I'm working at it. I'm growing. I'm working at it. I love this, and you know, I had. I always have a mil- too mil- too many ideas, but I had this idea the other day that there. You know, so many people have like a Christmas. You know my fan favorites for Christmas to share with people. And I was thinking there are so many people in my life that I value what they're doing, you know, 
my partner's friend paints and has this incredible painting that he gave us. And I thought, oh my gosh, I would, I should post our picture and give a shout out to it and your book. Like there's so many things like that. And I love, um, you've given your time and you've given your thoughts and you've been very vulnerable in sharing this journey that you went on. And so we would love greener grass listeners, myself included, would love to get back to you and sharing this book with as many people as possible, because there are so many people that struggle with these sorts of questions. This, you know, everyone deals with death and the way that comes across in their life. So this book will be such a gift to so many in their journey through that. Can I say one more thing about it? Because it's as important to me. Um, If you're looking, if you're looking for like the textbook, professionally trained, certified grief counselors thoughts. Um, this is not the book for you. I didn't do it. I'm not that. Yeah. Um, but if you want to walk along with me on a journey of how I processed um, the pain and the loss and came out on the other side with hope, then I think this this book is for you. Okay. I love that. I think, I think it's good that you know who, what kind of writer you are too, and that you stuck to what the path that you wanted to be on to take everyone on. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, I love that so much. Okay. So wrapping up, I sent, so I'm telling Josh, I sent him a text this morning that was like, Hey, you did a Christmas blessing last year, um, Mm -hmm. a blessing for us. And so I wanted to see if you could just wrap up today with a little blessing for our listeners headed out of 2022 into 2023 because um it was such a nice way to end our season last year yeah so i think i have something that will be appropriate especially for our discussion okay perfect. so it's kind of a targeted blessing if i can do it that way all right yeah Um, so i think this will be if if it's okay i'm gonna read it yes absolutely All right. Um, God, I'm fumbling around for answers, reasons, purpose, meaning, and hope. I can't find any purpose in this pain. Why me? Why them? Why now? Why this? I don't know when this is going to get better or if I will ever feel any relief. Here's the blessing. Blessed are those who need to be reminded that there are some things that aren't ours to fix. And blessed are those who are reminded that there are, there are some things that we can fix. Blessed are those who can say, my life isn't necessarily better today. And life isn't playing along, but I'm not giving up hope. Blessed is the person right in the middle of the pain, fear, uncertainty, ambiguity, that while we're hunting for beauty and truth and meaning together, we're not alone. I don't want to erase the pain or invalidate the pain, though surely that might be nice. But I want us all to be reminded that we're blessed when we realize that beauty and sorrow can coexist. That doesn't mean 
were broken or have been forgotten, it means that there's hope. So in our hope, in our disappointment, in our joy, in our pain, he is here and we are never, never, ever alone. That is the blessing that I hope you accept as you listen to this podcast. Josh, that was amazing. I loved it. Listen, I so appreciate you giving us that blessing and it ties so much into everything that we talked about today. I just think you're an incredible person. First of all, I want you to know that. Like I love having you on. I could have you on once a week. I I could sit and just talk to you for hours, which is terrible news for you because I'm going to be knocking on your doorstep, but Thank you so much. I hope that every Greener Grass listener not only takes that blessing to heart, but thinks about everything that we talked about today and being intentional and present and awareness and asking all the questions um, and not losing faith and always having incredible hope for all that there is to come. And I love that concept that everything can coincide and it does. That's the way life is. So I so appreciate you coming on, talking about the book. Congratulations. You're an author. That's incredible. Thank you. Incredible. And we will link um, to the book. Um, So thank you so much, Josh, for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you too. All right, my friends. Thank you so much to Josh Pennington. Oh my goodness, she always starts right when I start recording, you guys. Hey, Bean, can you just give me like a minute? Can you um, stop singing for a sec? (laughs) She's so into it, you guys. Thanks so much to Josh Pennington for carving out the time, giving us a wonderful Christmas blessing, and then, you know, lending us your wisdom. We appreciate you, and I know that our listeners just love hearing from Josh Pennington. It gives, you give so much inspiration and light and um, the realness of it. So we love it. We appreciate you. And uh, if you guys would honor us with a five-star rating and a review, it's so simple. Just click the five stars and leave a sentence. It really, really, really makes a big difference for us. Um, so please uh, please just do that real quick when you're opening your app or closing your app. Uh, thank you so much to Asa Watkins, sound engineer, baby daddy, and best partner ever. And um, we hope that you're having a wonderful Christmas season, getting ready for the big week that's ahead of us, um, thinking about you, your mental health, keeping pe- keeping sane and keeping calm, out of stress. She's doing a good job of it in the back with her songs. <laughs> it's awesome. All right, guys, uh, we appreciate you. Um, check out the rest of the Digitant family of podcasts if you have any time. And we'll see you guys next time. This is Greener Grass.